Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Good evening. We're here again with City with the Soul. I'm Bishop Designate Brenda Wood Gordon and my co-host Amber Moses Ortiz. We are here this evening with Deborah McGregor. She is the CEO of CareNet here in Waco, Texas. She's our special guest tonight and we just want to welcome her and thank her for being with us here tonight for our podcast. We are so happy to have her and her extraordinary work that she's doing with the homeless in this city, the homeless women, and the great work she's doing for the women and their health care. Well, thank you for having me. Um, I know that uh, a lot of people probably don't know uh, the depth and the breadth of the services that Karenet has grown through the last, I think we're 35 years old. Wow. So we started as Waco Crisis Pregnancy Center years ago, uh, and then we're Angel Care, and then uh, became uh, affiliated with CareNet National, which is basically we pay a $200 a year affiliation fee to use their materials. They do some best practice work and go to conference together. So all of the centers are um, unique and individual Although we all do have a statement of faith that we agree to, we're all Christian uh, agencies, and our purpose is to strengthen and equip women and men so that they, they can continue a pregnancy that they're not prepared for. Um, I will say this, our care net in Waco has been designated as the top center in the nation for three years wow. in a suburban area. They stopped voting because people got you know, their feelings hurt, I guess, or whatever. But that was not something that we ever intended to do. Um, when I became executive director 13, almost 14 years ago, um, my my thought was I would be there five years, and my background's a lawyer. So uh, I thought, you know, this fits in nicely to my life. It's ministry. Um, anyway, 13 years later, it's just one of those things where I'm ruined for it. I would rather do this than anything. And uh, just what, what has captivated me and, and all the people that I work with and the supporters and the board 
is, you know, yes, we do see the need. God has opened our eyes and burdened our hearts for the need, especially in in our environment, in our city. Um, and that's not to say that sometimes we don't, you know, get involved in other issues as, as it comes to life. Um, mm-hmm. But there's just so much need, but we get to see God fill it. That's and when you wonderful. get to be, when you get to partner with him to fill a need, uh, it's just intoxicating. I mean, it's yes. just something yes. that you can't. So as, um, you know, when I went to work there, you know, the, the, it just seemed like, you know, we kind of broke down, okay, the statistics say 50% of all pregnancies are unplanned. That doesn't mean they're unwanted. It just means they're unplanned. Right. Somebody wasn't prepared for or planned for it. But we see about 2,500 women a year who are afraid they're pregnant. So that is the, oh, no, I might be pregnant. Uh, of those, about 1,500 will have a positive pregnancy test. Uh, the ones that do not have a positive pregnancy test, we connect with the health department and pay for STI testing and treatment and tell them, you know, you have a fresh start. Don't do that anymore. Uh, that's me counseling. I don't counsel for that reason. Okay. <laughs> uh, but if I did counsel, uh, but just to kind of give them a fresh start and say, you you might think of doing things differently, especially if you're not in a consistent relationship and married. Uh, but of the 1,500 that are pregnant, uh, then we offer the uh, ultrasound services so they can see their baby right away. A lot of times the women identify uh, the pregnancy as a problem and not a pregnancy, not a baby. So as quickly as we can help them to see that it is a baby, and you can do that most powerfully on the ultrasound machine. Uh, so if they will allow us to show the picture of the baby, then we start them on prenatal vitamins, prenatal care. And I'm going to say of those 1,500 that have a positive test every year, probably about 1,000 are in uh, some type of either situational or generational poverty. And that could be a college student. It could be someone with several children. Um, it, you know, it could be a myriad of things. But we always joke about the ground is level at Carinet. I mean, they're, we're all, they're all in the same boat. And so of those about 1,000 women, that's when we opened our CareNet support services on 8th and Waco Drive, where we have classes, educational programs and stuff for those women to overcome. We have identified there are four barriers that will keep a woman, and I say woman, that's not to say that there aren't men involved, but 75 plus percent of the women in a crisis pregnancy are, are managing that alone. And how long has that facility been open? That facility has been there for, I think we opened it in 2016, May of 2016. And so uh, we were able to identify that the four barriers to a woman being independent, and that's what, that's our goal is to get her independent, is transportation, uh, child care, income stability, and um, child care income stability, transportation, and I'm forgetting one. I know it'll come to me. Housing. So okay. uh, we built programs and said, okay, let's just get really good at that. So we were able to, through case management, manage the, you know, I, I'm a lawyer, so I can help people clear up traffic tickets and warrants and, you know, pay for driving courses and all of that. Uh, child care. We're very good partners with CCS, and so we help women get their children into child care. Same thing with jobs. We can help them find jobs. Sometimes if they have a record, it's more difficult, but we can. But then there was housing. And that was one of the things where we said, you know, 
how can we call ourselves a ministry that is going to encourage someone to have a child and then say, we'll be there for you. And she's living in her car or she's couch surfing or she's living in a house where there's three families and there's no structure and her kids go to bed when everybody else goes to bed and she sleeps on the floor and Anyway, and so that was the one that um, I would stand up on a banquet stage for, I think, three or four years and say, we need a maternity home. We need a maternity home. And nobody ever built one. So (laughs) finally, uh, we said, you know, I said, the board said, okay, we will build one if the community will wrap around the support and pay for it because we don't want to go into debt for something. If this is God's vision, then God will have the provision and so within a year, we raised the money to build our guest house and support center. And we can now house 28 women and children. Uh, we have never had to turn anybody away due to space. Now, that's not to say that we've ever been above 28, but babies don't take up a lot of room. And so uh, we've been able to house um, at least that many. Uh, and what we have found is, you know, One, there are some common denominators to women who, most of the women that come through that find themselves homeless. One, a lot of times they have played a part in that homelessness. You know, maybe they've had uh, a substance abuse addiction Mm -hmm. and they've just worn out everybody and nobody wants to give them any more chances. Uh, They may, a lot of times if they do, they have CPS cases involved, uh, CPS involved, relationship issues. Uh, and then those substance abuse issues that are still lingering. So many of our women, we had to learn really quickly that we had to have structure, that we had to have rules. Um, We call it a guest house. We don't call it a shelter. Not that I'm against shelters, but they have to understand that if I have you into my home, then this is when we eat dinner. This is when we go to bed. This is how we treat each other. This is how we, and we built a home that's nicer than my home. Uh, we wanted to raise their standard of living. We wanted them to experience what it's like to live in something really nice uh, and to take care of it. And those that um, don't want to follow those rules or those guy- or the mutual respect, then what we generally tell them is, you know, you cannot live here just like you couldn't live in my home, but you can come back to visit and you can come back every day and receive the services. So over the last, since we opened the guest house, Uh, At the last count, I think we've had probably 150 to 200 women, and then I can't count the children. We've had women that lived there with six children. We have two women that live there right now, along with eight others, and there's two sets of twins. So they, you know, but if that's the way God wants to multiply the world, then I'm glad to be a part of it. Uh, This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Pardon me, what is Mm -hmm. the length of time that the women get to stay there? We don't have a set time. When they okay. come in, yeah, when, it depends on everybody's situation is different. Uh, we may have a woman come in. Maybe she's three months pregnant. She's got a car. She's got a job. She's got everything but a house. We'll try to have her in her own place before the baby's born. Oh, that's um, great. Yeah, let's say a woman comes in, and she's seven months pregnant, and she's already showing, and she's come in from out of town, 
And it might be that she's not able to get employment until after the baby's born. And then she can't even do that until the baby can go to childcare, which is six to eight weeks. So, uh, but during that time, she's busy. Uh, if she has, you know, if she doesn't have a driver's license, we're trying to get that. If she doesn't have a GED, we're trying to get that. If she's got outstanding tickets, warrants, or otherwise, we're trying to get that cleared up. We're trying to get her to do, you know, some paid internships. So they don't sit around. In the mornings, they go to class. Uh, they take care of their children completely. So we have lots of windows in the facility. Uh, moms have to get up. Seven o'clock, they get their children dressed. Uh, they have breakfast. They clean the kitchen. We have child care during classes from 10 to 12, and then sometimes in the afternoon. Uh, if they're not, if they don't have a job and they're on premises, then they play with their children, put them down for a nap. Then they work on their schoolwork or their goals or resumes. Awesome. That is awesome. And then in the evening, they all cook together and they prepare a meal together. They sit down and eat together. Um, and so we did a, I created, because there's really not a good way out there that I'm aware of, of how to gauge success. Like, how do you know if you're doing any good? Um, and how do you know if the, you know, you know, it's just hard to gauge. I mean, you can look and see and say, we do all these wonderful things, but really what is the impact? So I created a scorecard about a year and a half ago and I gave 25 points for each of those, each of those four barriers and said, if if a woman leaves here and she has a job and she has stable transportation, even if it's riding the city bus, is she riding the city bus to get to work? Right. So transportation, childcare, income, and housing, then that's 100. So we tallied up the scorecard. And uh, as of this past month, because we do it, we look at it every month, as of this past month, our report, and it's pretty stable this way. Um, the women that left were when they when they graduated they were probably about 67 or 68 which i know it's a d okay but we check with them in six months and they're in the 80s wow and we check with them a year a later and they're in the 90s so that's how we know and you ask me how long can they stay they can stay long enough to get on the right trajectory uh, my experience is that, I mean, they'll get their driver's license and child care and a job and they're like, oh, I got this. I could stay with my family. I'm usually the one saying, stay another month. Just get one more month of independence under your feet. But for women who have not ever felt like they were good at anything to get those kinds of things accomplished, they're unstoppable. That's wonderful. Yes, that's, <clears throat> excuse me, that's amazing. And a lot of those women, or maybe many of them, have never had structure like mm -hmm. that or, mm -hmm. or and know how to self-discipline. Right. So yeah. that really helps them discipline themselves and then pass that on to their children mm -hmm. of a schedule and goals and discipline. Mm -hmm. So that's mm -hmm. really incredible what you'll do. Thank you. Um, what is the mobile? The mobile clinic? Yes, ma'am. Okay, well, it's, it's usually a mobile clinic. It has been a mobile grocery store the, this last week, uh, since COVID-19, I mean, we do a lot of pivoting. You know, you have a plan and then you pivot when things happen. And so when COVID-19 hit, we started doing a lot of our services curbside as far as passing out diapers, wipes, formula, that kind of stuff. Uh, we're doing our classes on Zoom. So the moms are still getting the education. They earn points for the education. They use those to buy, purchase with their baby bucks. Uh, material assistance. We were also giving them out, I mean, to over 400 clients just in a month, the people that had, had need. Uh, but we decided that 
with our, we have a big purple bus that is, when you expand all the sides, it can hold 11 people in the waiting room. We have an ultrasound machine, uh, an exam table in the, in the one office or whatever. So it has an 3D, 4D ultrasound machine. We can do pregnancy testing, ultrasounds. This past week, we decided to take the, we call her, her name is Bertha, B-I-R-T-H-A. <laughs> Big Bertha. Big Bertha. And uh, we <laughs> took her. Great. Yeah, we took her on the road and we said, we're going to do our, we're going to, we're going to make a tour in the, at the county seats around McLennan County because we know that there are probably people out there with a lot of need for things that they can't buy with food stamps, diapers, you know, wipes, even formula. You're limited into how many cans you can buy. Uh, and so we went to Marlin and we went to Hillsboro, went to um, Grosbeck and then Gatesville today. And I know we've served over 250 people just with, uh, and I'm talking big baskets of stuff. That's fantastic. Uh, but then also we capture their information and then we also always offer prayer uh, to someone. And so we've seen salvations. We've seen people give their life to the Lord. That's great. Uh, That's great. One, the first day was a, a gentleman, a young man that came. He had a hood. He was so hot. I mean, it's hot outside. He had a hoodie on, a sweatshirt and came up. You could tell it was kind of like, I don't know what I'm doing here, but I'm here to get some light. Anyway, and before he left, he had that hoodie off his head, and he was smiling, and he said something to the lady about, you must have been all up in my business today because you knew exactly what to say, and gave his life to the Lord. And so that's, you know, that's, wonderful. that's why I do what I do. That's wonderful. Um, concerning volunteers, mm -hmm. do, you, do you all have volunteers that come in and help? Oh, and heavens, you? yes. Yes, yes. So uh, anybody listening to this program can email volunteer at pregnancycare.org. That's all you got to remember. Or you can call, look us up, uh, Google us, either location. But pregnancycare.org, that will put you, or uh, volunteer at pregnancycare.org, will put you in contact with the person that she'll probably call you or respond that day uh, to do a volunteer application. And uh, so then we bring you in, take you on a tour, talk to you kind of about, I mean, some people come in and they want to do crisis counseling with women who are considering abortion. Some people want to come in and just clean the refrigerator. I mean, it takes all, you know, That's when right. you serve that many, uh, we love to have even regular volunteers, people that say, you know, I want to come on Tuesday mornings before my Bible study or after my Bible study and we always have jobs for them to do. So it's wonderful to have those extra sets of hands because we stuff every envelope. We do everything. That's great. I think that'd be great for like the seniors that are graduating oh. now and they're being robbed mm -hmm. of prom of, you know, maybe, you know, the typical graduation yeah. and they want to get out of the house, but their parents don't let them. They yeah. say, I'm going to go help. And then that's yes. a good way. And <laughs> we are, I mean, we are following all of the CDC guidelines for screening, social distancing, masks. So we're being very careful um, for that purpose. Yeah. That's great. That's, well, that's great. amazing. I hope that you have a lot of volunteers um, hear this program. Yeah. And, and yeah. Come and be a part of your program. The, as I said, it's, it's captivating. Like I'm ruined for anything else. <laughs> I think it's wonderful that you are putting this program and putting so much love into it and to yeah. know that people are actually, they're actually turning their lives over mm -hmm. and you're helping so many women that would otherwise not have a place to be or even, you know, consider giving their child a chance at life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A lot of women just take the option to go ahead and have an abortion mm -hmm. versus having that beautiful baby. Mm -hmm. Well, and we stand by them. Like I said, we stand by them. 
I am uh, actually listed as next of kin on probably more than five or six or ten children at the school. You know, I have principals call me and say, little so-and-so is acting up, and I get on the phone and threaten him just like he's my own child. Uh, so when we say we're there for you, we're there for you. We have a lot of godchildren. I do. I do. I do. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Well, we thank you so much for being our thank guest. You. I just could not let the time go by without having you here. And I know you did a lot of talking, but I'm glad you gave the information out. And would you give us that information one more time about the volunteer services? So if anyone would like to volunteer, if you would email volunteer at pregnancycare.org, or you can call 772-8270, or you can Google CareNet Pregnancy Center. Uh, I will tell you a good way to keep up with us and we move fast is to go to care, to our Facebook page. It's CARE, separate word, NET, separate word, Waco. Don't go to CareNet Pregnancy Center because that's a page that we can't make die. So, <laughs> But it's CareNet Waco, and you can stay up on all of the events. If there's moms listening, you can join a Zoom class. You don't have to be coming to CareNet. Uh, we always have our events there and then volunteer opportunities. That's great. Thank you so much, Ms. McGregor, for yes, being with us. Yes, ma'am. Thanks for having yes, me. thank you, and thank you for what you do in our community. Yes, yeah. and it is so helpful because it's needed. We minister to a lot of the homeless people, mm-hmm. but what you do, it ministers in a different way, and we just appreciate you so much. Well, I'm sorry I talked the whole time. I didn't even give you all time to That's ask, okay. ask questions. That's okay, but you gave us the information that we need. You gave it to our listeners, and we appreciate that so much. Well, thank you. We thank you so much for being our our special guests on well, God bless with us y'all all. for what you're doing and uh yeah if we can be a part of what you're doing then you know I mean it all crosses over yes. and we'll see some of the same people yes you know and that's always fun to see someone when you're collaborating with someone else and go I know you and yes yeah okay well we well, appreciate thank you. you so much for being with us right. and you all have a great evening once again we're ending tonight with our podcast with Amber, Moses, Ortiz, and Bishop Designate Brenda Wood Gordon. This is City with the Soul. Until the next time, have a great evening. You know the maze of the city will get to know.